This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, bonjour, hello, hi, hey ya, and previet, hockey fans. Welcome to the Europuck Podcast, the show where two Brits talk all things European hockey as part of the Hockey Podcast Network. If you want to keep updated on all of the latest news, scores, or standings from across the European hockey world, you want to get some insight from some very interesting guests discussing their stories with hockey and how the sport grows around in Europe in different interesting places, or if you want to keep updated with all of the leagues across Europe that are either playing, have been suspended, cancelled, delayed indefinitely, then do check out our latest episodes of the Europuck podcast every Friday as part of the Hockey Podcast Network. We have a YouTube channel, the Europuck Podcast, and you can listen to us wherever else you get your podcasts. So check us out every Fridays and we'll see you there, folks. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. Joined finally in the flesh by my amazing co-host Corey. You got into a little bit of a kerfuffle, but uh, you're doing okay and you're back, and we're happy to have you. How are you feeling, bud? I'm okay, uh, a bit sore. I thought a kerfuffle was a fight, and it's a uh, it's a um, it can it's a very useful word. You can use it for many things. Um. Yeah, so my vehicle got in a kerfuffle with the other vehicle. Yeah, that'd be a good way of using it. Um, but no, I'm fucking sore, if I'm being honest. Uh, I got a sprained neck, so that's fun. And um, it's very hard to swallow or drink anything right now. And sneezing is the worst pain in the world. But I'm alive, and... Um, I was alive, and I guess it made the Mandalorian's uh, finale like that much better. <laughs> <laughs> Which and it was fucking awesome. Which was amazing. But no, I'm uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, talking to lawyers, which was something funny that you had no idea <laughs> what that meant the other day when I said I was talking to uh, my attorneys and stuff. But um, but no, I'm. I'm doing the best I can. I was supposed to work. I would actually right now I would have been working the New Orleans versus Kansas City game. I got fucked out of that. Um, but here I am. This is where I want to be. So. <laughs> and yeah, just to clarify, I I didn't the concept of having to pay a lawyer to like what like the lawyer paying you to take your I was I was very confused. <laughs> And well, uh, he doesn't pay me to take the case. They take the case. And first off, it's not he. It could be he, she. It could be any well, any person yeah. can take it. Any type of person can take it. But um, I don't want to fall into that rabbit hole. But <laughs> uh, um, anyway, so they pick the case up and they're going to get a percentage. So they're going to make sure that you have, you know, 
they're going to pay for you to go to a chiropractor or a doctor if needed and do everything they can to get you treated the best that they can, you know, but that all is going to come out at the end. Yeah. And, but, uh, that discussion got us talking about Canadianisms and Americanisms as we do often. And, uh, I tried to, uh, get you a little tongue tied. I made you pronounce at a, I made you pronounce a bunch of fucking uh, Canadian towns, which you actually did exceptionally well. Iqaluit kind of screwed you over a little bit. It's because I, I tried to pronounce Coke, you know, and, and and to be honest, once you say it, it's like, okay, just the E kind of falls off, which is common. A lot of letters fall oh, off down here. Yeah. Yeah, but um, on that note, I got a few Canadian slang, a few of which I didn't know were slang. Like, um, well, I use kerfuffle. We were talking about that one before, but I didn't know that Americans didn't use the term Mickey, at least not in the sense that we do. Yeah. um, The only thing I know is Mickey is they have a a beer and I think it's more of a Northern, a Northeastern beer uh, that I've only seen once or twice down here, but I know a lot of like, uh, like guys that were from like New York and Boston area saw Mickey and was like, Oh shit, they got Mickey's here, you know? But the only other thing I've heard, I think it's Erica Badu, it, which is she's referring to a Mickey as like a rape drug. <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> but yeah, I've never really heard the word like Mickey down here. People are going to think um, like Disney, Disney world. <laughs> well, another one. Okay. Another one, I had no fucking idea. This is a Canadian thing. You tell me if it's not. A Chesterfield. Yeah, I don't know what that is. So it's like, it's like a, it's kind of an older thing, but it's like a sofa or a couch. <laughs> okay. Chesterfield. Okay. That It's funny that like, as soon as you said that, like, to think that that meant, um, like furniture or like house items like i found out recently within like the last two years that it's not chester like the name chester drawers because we pronounce it chest of draws i didn't know that it was chest of drawers <laughs> i thought it was chest of draws like some famous person's last name chester and this was the type of you know thing he made <laughs> they yeah, just named it <laughs> well and another one because we are a french country but you might get this because louisiana um a serviette a serving i don't a know serviette i have no idea it's a fucking napkin a napkin a nap- yeah a serviette no. like a serviette wait that's funny no um no, I had no. I wouldn't have known that. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's also like you taught taught me what a two four was, and get a fucking two four at the beer store, eh, bud? I thought that was a two for one, which is very common down here. So <laughs> two for to us is like, oh, you know, homie down here, cats has two for one. So you know, they got a two for going on, or kind of like a shot in a beer type of mentality, you know. Which is funny, you know, we say case or suitcase or... Yeah, fair enough. You know, pack. Pack. Yeah, for like... Pack. All right, how about this? 
A sixer. No, you got to get a two four. Okay. How about this one? After you get your two four, the fucking party last night was a real gong show, eh, bud? Okay, yeah, I know gong show. Yeah, um, gong show. Yeah, we, um, I don't know, like, my group is weird. So, like, we look for weird words to say. So, like, I guess you'll give me a minute and I'll think of something that's super fucking super southern. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you were going to think of something there. I am. Just don't do it with the silence. That's terrible. I'd have to edit that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this one got fucking famous off of a fucking stupid ass song. It might have, it was like, these fuck, what's the, it's some Canadian comedy group. They made a stupid rap. Just out for a rip, are you, bud? A rip? Is that Just like out fucking, for a rip. Fucking smoking? Like going to have like a, a dart or a fucking... Nah, you're just out for a rip. You're just going out for a drive, just hanging out with the boys. Okay, all right. That's tight. I like that one. Yeah. Um, no, nah, I truthfully could have thought it was like a dart or like... In the, not in that context, context <laughs> but like I heard like maybe like, you know, like rip a fart, like... But okay, for a, a, a midnight drive. That's new. Going for a rip. Well, it wouldn't be like a midnight drive. It'd be like getting fucking, getting into a kerfuffle or grabbing a oh, two-four. Or okay. It's going out for a rip. So for, for a mission, almost. Like, you're just fucking there's, there's you're, you're up intent. to no good. You're up to no good. Okay. Okay. Um, This one, we've already, you've scolded me for a washroom. <laughs> Oh man, someone called it that uh, down here, and I was like, "Who the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, for us. It's just restrooms or bathrooms. I've never really heard it called a washroom that much down here. Here is my favorite fucking one. Okay, it makes no sense. It's like it's an older one. I don't think like my grandfather says this all the fucking time. Jesus Murphy. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> yeah. That so you're just not saying you're just not saying Christ. Yeah, right. Jesus Murphy. That's funny. Poor Murphy. Whoever whoever, whoever Murphy got is. fucked with that hard to just have that added to it. Um yeah, I don't I don't we really don't have a problem saying the, the full the full Jesus down here. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and Fucking Which you think one. would have been funny because like because New Orleans was, you know, separate times owned by the French and this uh the Spanish. How come we don't have like a Jesus Christ, but like a blended one, you know? I'm just surprised that hasn't just picked like, up down here. Is there a lot of Spanish in Louisiana? Uh maybe not Louisiana, but New Orleans was was they all right, so we were a French colony. Then Spain bought us, then French, then France bought us back, and then we were sold to in the, the Louisiana Purchase, yeah, right? Which was like most states. <laughs> Fair. This is the last one. And this one, I want you to decipher. Actually, it might not be it might be the last one, but we'll see. Uh decipher what this means, okay? Uh, why don't you just fill your boots? <laughs> I 
I, I was mom- the, the pause. The pause. Sorry, was because <laughs> I was thinking about attempting a Newfie accent because this is a Newfie thing. It kind of reminds it. me of like maybe someone saying like, uh, "Like shut up, like you're full of shit." That's where no. my mind initial initially went to. It's just like, yeah, do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> yeah, fill your beard. I like that. I like that. That's super backwater to me. Like that's something I could see, like someone from down the road saying. Um, now I got one, and it's super old, and it's some shit we used to say in fucking college. All right. <laughs> so shout out to my my buddy Sheldon. <laughs> Joe for fucking always <laughs> always getting fucked up with me and screaming this. Um so I guess something I just said kind of helped give it away. But uh how about you just you're you're someone asks how you are and you say I'm triple OG pilt OG pilt triple OG <laughs> what <laughs> Pilt life, like P I L T. Pilt life. <laughs> That's interesting. Triple O G pilt, which is just <laughs> fucked up beyond belief. <laughs> yeah, no, never. So hit hit your friends with I'm fucking pilt, and they say pilt, and you hit them with O G pilt triple og pill and then fucking knock back whatever's in your hand is this just you is this just your your group of buds or is this like a louisiana thing uh i don't know i don't know where it stems <laughs> from i just know that uh when my buddies were going to lafayette uh for college uh went out there a couple of times and i heard it and it just like locked in just something we had locked in and it became a catchphrase <laughs> All right, I got two more for you. Okay. Okay. The last two. First one, hang a Roger. <laughs> Take a right. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure if that was a Canadian thing or not. Okay. So I've never heard an American person say I it. got a buddy. I got a buddy that says hang a Louis or a Lewis and hang a Richard. Hang a <laughs> Louis or hang a Richard. So is that yeah. a guess, or have you heard someone say no, that? No, no, no. I haven't. Hang a Roger. I haven't heard Roger, but I like we will think of any name like a Rodney. Like <laughs> fucking, hey man, take a Rodney right here. You know, like fucking hit hit that hit. I don't know, hit that Rutherford. You know, and they'll just like no. That's funny. The R is the only thing that they need to have you know understood in that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well. And then the last one I I would expect you to get. Uh me and the buddies were head out to the peg. The peg? The peg. That does not translate well down here. Um I'm guessing the bar. No, or you head out to Winnipeg. Oh, the peg. Okay. Head out okay. to the peg. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. See, I find like Southern slang kind of makes sense. We were talking before this. You guys kind of shorten words and like, you know, for the like, yeah, there's pretty you know, fucking there's, bad. <laughs> there's, there's, but you can kind of see like the, there's like a, a pattern to it. I don't know where the fuck Canadian slang comes from. 
Like the peg makes sense, but like, dude, okay, like you're saying that your, now. Fill your boots. What the fuck does I that? I love mean? that. I love that. Like, if we could ever have a fucking uh, Newfoundland person come on and just talk to me about like cool slang that I can use with my friends, like that would be a blessing. Newfies have. Have you ever heard a Newfie speak? Yes. Oh my god! I'm and sorry if you're from crisp. Newfoundland. I apologize, but like it's a different fuck. I would never apologize. Language. Like, dude, like that is what I like. I get upset that I was not raised to learn like that Creole French down here. Like that upsets me more <laughs> than not being bilingual. Like the fact that I can't go down the road and talk to somebody. And just completely have a bonkers conversation with them and know exactly what they're talking about. Like, I feel like I'll, I'll lost out, you know? No, it's understandable. Like, you want to have those, like, regional, distinct, like, things that come from where you grow up, right? Absolutely. And sadly, I think, like, a lot of that stuff is being lost. Just do, like, social media. Which I'm not going to complain too much about social media because we... Are running a podcast purely based from social media but it is definitely <laughs> something that i think has affected the way we speak like we were talking before this i um you and i both do it we're much more refined in our um vocabulary when we speak on this podcast but when i'm hanging out with my buddies it's all just fucking let's go out for a rip bud let's get her done like it's how about not... how about you ever heard paya 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 do what the fuck does that it's like I mean, it's like boom. <laughs> it's like the word boom. boom. <laughs> Paya, dude. Like, <laughs> fuck. We say that a lot. Um, yeah, I I feel totally like just left field with this conversation, and I love it. I'm just like so unprepared, and that could just be like medication. That could just be like not talking to my friends in like a week and a half now, but like. I'm super like drawing a blank on like common things we say down here. So next week's episode, the intro will be an absolute treat. If you want to mm. hear some off the wall shit from my side. Now I'm, I'm happy what I've learned. I've, I've taken notes um, and I will try to use them down here. Yeah, for sure. And obviously I've given you like a few like phrases, but like, or not for like, words but like there's so many different phrases and stuff too i found it really interesting like things that i say that i just you know it's part of my vocabulary like i'll be like yo what you saying but like you know if i said that to a fucking british person they're like what the f- fuck yeah. are you talking about <laughs> like they have no if i if i go up to a british person and say all right let's give her some fucking diesel all right but let's get her done <laughs> he's got no fucking clue what i'm saying at right. all he, it's right o- over the head but on that topic of Canadianisms and the reason, see, we're not totally random. We have a bit of a theme going here. We got Canadianisms. We're talking about Canada. And that is because this episode, while we are going to talk about, and Corey, you're going to have to take the lead because you actually know more about this than I do. The new announcement for the 56 game season. I know it starts January 13th. That's the only fucking date I know. Corey's got the rest written down. But we're going to talk about the Canadian division and we're going to make our predictions on who we think is finishing atop 
who we think is finishing bottom <clears throat> senators and who we think is, is going to make it furthest in the playoffs. So we'll start with uh, Corey. You want to talk about the deadlines and dates that they uh, have established for us? Yeah, no problem. So um, really, you know, like uh, Bob McKenzie. So we know this is this is fucking from God himself. It's uh, facts. Yeah. Fact. Oh, good one. Facts. That just means that's a fact. But we F.A.X. So we send a bunch of uh, fax machine emojis. <laughs> so that's a good one to throw. Throw to your friends. Um, anyway, so regular season is going to be 56 games. Going to start January 13th, ending May 8th. The trade whew, trade deadline will be April 12th. The Stanley Cup final day, if it goes as far in as it can, it will be July 15th, meaning the expansion draft will be July 21st. And then the entry draft for the 2021 guys is going to be July 23rd and 24th. And then free agency will be July 28th. Not a lot of time to talk to those RFAs. No, but, you know, truthfully, you didn't get a lot of time this year and it seems like it was handled pretty fast. And then, but but at the same time, there's still people just lingering, like uh, like Hoffman and and uh, what's that guy who represented himself? Duclair. 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 What a fucking moron! <laughs> I'm sorry. He left. He left so much money. He left like twelve million dollars on the table. And maybe you just didn't want to play with the Senators, which is like completely fucking. Well, let me let me put the, let me put this out there. I don't know anything about Anthony Duclair's like right now. I'm not saying like his career, but right now, if he has not made a decision to go somewhere, and they still have a spot for him with the Senators, no, he already signed. He, who he signed with? Fuck! It was. I think it hmm. doesn't matter. If it was Ottawa, shut up, Terry. Hey, buddy. Um, it would be a good he place. Signed with Florida. Yeah. Really? Okay. Florida. Sunshine State. Anyway, I don't think it would have been a bad choice for him to go back to Ottawa. What a fucking great choice. He had a fucking 40 he had a points. phenomenal season there. And he had a phenomenal season in, in Columbus. So He was on pace to shatter his career high. Fuck, like, he's fucking dropped. I, don't, I, I was going to say screwed the pooch, but whatever. I kind of tripped over my – he just fucked it. And like I get, like Ottawa sucks. I wouldn't want to play for Eugene Melnick. He's a fuck. He's one of the worst owners in pro sports. Say what you want about Pierre Dorian. Like, I'm not the biggest fan. I think he drafts well, but I think his asset management is pretty poor, to say the least. Kind of like Jim Benning. I know some on, especially on our network, Shane with the Senators podcast would. Definitely disagree with me, but that's besides the point. Whatever you think of Pierre Dorian, I think it's kind of universal that Eugene Melnick fucking sucks. <laughs> he's just a fuck. Like, he shouldn't be an owner for an NHL team, any sports team for that matter. He's just like, Corey, I know you can't live like you can't relate to me on this, but I'm sure a lot listening can. If you live in Montreal, Quebec, you've definitely been to Ottawa. Most people in Southern Ontario have been to Ottawa. It's a fucking hockey city. It really is. It gets cold there in the winter. There's ODRs. That's an outdoor rink everywhere. Fucking the whole, the city is gorgeous. Not only in the summer, but like it gets hot. It gets hotter in Ottawa, which is more North than Toronto in the summer than it does in Toronto. It gets colder in the winter. 
but it's it's just a gorgeous city it's the nation's capital and this guy just finds a way to like absolutely ruin it when i've gone and seen Habs games there and it's fucking a sea of blue blanque rouge there are no sense fans ever the fact that he can't sell out that building night after night is just i think a testament to just how horrible he is so if duclair wanted to get away from that like you know fair play but i think he just really like overestimated his value on the market especially with covid he should have just taken the money in my opinion at least i think i think that um melnick and i do one uh wow maybe it's my neck uh I do know it's the guy that they asked if there was any positivities for this season. And the guy said that they were a team. And I believe that's the same person that you're talking about. What's that? <laughs> uh, I think it was Eugene Melnick. They talked about uh, Ottawa. And uh, it was a couple of seasons ago. Someone asked him uh, how, you know, what, 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 do they what do the fans have look to look forward to like what what exciting things that they have to look forward to for this season the season they were talk, they were in and he said that they 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 have a team oh yeah he's just a dick um also he wants, he wants to like move the, they have like a brand new re- it's the canadian tire center mm-hmm. problem is it's not in ottawa it's in canada which is a few minutes out of ottawa it's like a subdivision right so it fucking like don't get me wrong like it's not ideal but i don't know where the fuck you would even put an arena in ottawa and obviously i don't fucking live there i'm going to school there next year actually but like i personally i have no fucking idea where you'd put it in ottawa but it's a brand new fuck it's not like state-of-the-art or anything but it's a new arena it's not the worst arena in the nhl by any means i enjoyed my i enjoy seeing games there probably because it feels like a home game but yeah, he wants to move the arena. He, I don't know. There's been a bunch of stuff about Mel- Melnick is probably Jerry Jones aside, one of my least favorite owners in pro sports right now. Um, I think, uh, I think that in the hockey world, as far as like the National League, I think that Buffalo is the U.S.'s um, Ottawa. Buffalo is the armpit of New York State. Which is sad. Like they have, <laughs> they have, they have the capabilities to be great. Yeah, but who wants to live in Buffalo? I think uh, that's the, their problem too. I don't know how they. Some good music's come out of Buffalo. I don't know how they signed Taylor Hall though. Like the fact that they haven't been able to put a team around Jack Eichel is just depressing. Well, it's just not the spot for Jack Eichel. Sadly, Jack Eichel's going to have to come somewhere like Montreal. <laughs> It is sad, though, because Buffalo, I know we're, we're very off topic here. Buffalo f- sports fans are fucking insane. Yeah. Bills fans, especially, like, they, they're passionate about their teams. So it's just a shame that they haven't been able to put an on-ice product in front of them that's worthy of their passion. Yeah, and it's like, at least Buffalo has that form because I don't really hear a lot of Ottawa fans, like, really sticking up for their team. Unless they're delusional. <laughs> you want to like fucking on Twitter, Ottawa fans saying that Caulfield wouldn't be in their top five prospect. Get the fuck out of here. You're fucking delusional. Oh, man, that's funny. 
Melnick's fucking, you know what the, it is? Melnick's probably selling them like super cheap hot dogs and like other shit at the concession stands and like the chemicals are seeping into their brain and just making them go all wacky. Well, they have otherwise put, they have no excuse. Well, they never put out a Chernobyl jersey, so we'll see. We'll see when the chemicals really take effect. <laughs> but anyway, the, yeah, the Canadian division. Um, we t- we just highlighted the dates, and then we got super off topic. That's what we do on Habs Nightly. But the Canadian division, um, obviously, it's every Canadian team. There is one kind of roadblock that they're talking about possibly moving all of them down to the u.s and making them stay in hotels that's fucking great. which is fuck like that's a violation well, let me let me let me let me just put this right if you're gonna move the canadian teams to play in the u.s then why did you make divisional switches well and because the reason they're saying that is because the bc government is not basically on board with the canucks playing other teams and the travel and stuff but I would much rather um, have, like, Vancouver move to another city. Quebec, you know, they've got a state-of-the-art arena. I think it would make perfect sense. Um, yeah, I just can't – I can't see how that would work realistically. You've got teams that are going to bed with their families, you know, staying in their own home. And you've got to, then you have to go to your fucking hotel, like, and stay there for like, what, six months, like five months. That's ridiculous. That's just such a huge disadvantage. And if I'm a Canadian owner, a Canadian GM, a Canadian, like player for a Canadian team, I am so opposed to that. It's not even funny. Uh, Can you hear this fucking cat? I can't. Good. I'm I'm too busy trying to get my phone to shut up. He's being a fucking mess, dude. Um. So it really boils down to to Vancouver not being okay with this? Well, it's not Vancouver. It's not even a city. It's the provincial government. Okay. Based out of Victoria, actually. Yeah, Victoria, capital BC. Fun fact. I knew that one. Shout out to Isha. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I don't know. I just – if if this is the case, then I don't see why we would have to – like if they do come to the U.S., don't be surprised if these divisions get fucked around again. I I don't see it happening. I don't think the Canadian teams will play. I think they're so opposed to that because they won't win. You know what I mean? They're at such a disadvantage. The other guys get to be with their families and they don't. I just I don't see the players being okay with that. I really don't. Especially the way things are going in the U.S. Like they won't be able to return home. Like Ontario is completely locked down on Christmas Eve. Okay. Christmas Eve starts and we're locked down. Like they're not even waiting for Christmas. We're we're completely fucking locked down. And so that got announced today, actually. But I know they have an agreement with the um the players, you know, with the teams that they can play. So BC is the only holdout currently. And like I said, I don't see why they don't have them play in the same arena as a like in quebec right Right. like the citadels or you know another arena that they have i just don't see why they don't make use of that asset i think if you 
if they can answer the question of um, the fans, if they're going no fans, then I don't see it being a problem because then at, at that point you could go to any, you could go to legit any hockey, you know, hockey arena that has the correct dimensions for an NHL, you know, arena and just play there. So I don't see that as uh, if we knew the status of fans, I think that maybe BC wouldn't be so, you know, uh, not accepting of it. Well, I think it has all to do with coat, like with the cases and stuff. Oh, absolutely. I I don't know. I haven't read totally into their reasoning, but I'm sure it has something along those lines of, you know, that's their concern. But if we do see, and I do think we'll sort it out. I think they'll figure out a way. Like I said, my fucking, I think is a brilliant idea is just go play in Quebec. You you have a, like, if fans ever returned, you'd have a fan base, right? Like, I just, right. it, it's a state-of-the-art arena, well-kept in a, like, just gorgeous area too like but Quebec, then wouldn't Quebec that make City's it tough gorgeous. on just vancouver because then they would technically be away from their family i guess but it's better than nothing and you could probably That's you true. can bring you can bring your family to quebec if they went to quebec they'd probably have permanent resident like you might be staying in a hotel but you're gonna be in that hotel for six months it's gonna start to feel like home right right or maybe you rent an apartment like the, they could figure something out because if it's one team i'm sure the NHL is kind of stingy, but I'm sure they could subsidize it. The owner could, you know, so they could figure a way out. They couldn't do that for every team, but they could do it for one. Well, I and think, it, could, and I think it really falls only to the Canadian teams. The U.S. teams aren't. Shut up, Turkey. The U.S. teams really aren't falling into this type of rut. But if the if Gary Bettman and them can do what they did for Carolina and Phoenix you know, to actually keep a franchise, I think that they could probably figure something out to make Vancouver feel, you know, like fill any any hole they need to that in their doubted minds, you know? Yeah, I suppose. But on that note, like, how are they sort that out? I think they will. But I, uh, I kind of want to talk about where you think the teams are going to finish now. Okay. So, um, go ahead. I, I think you, you might disagree with me. I've still got Toronto number one. I think that's pretty unquestionable. I think they're built for the regular season. I don't see. I don't see another team beating Toronto in the regular season. I think if they do, it'll be upset for sure. Okay. Uh, truthfully, winning out, I want to say it's going to be Vancouver. Granted, You're they high did. on Vancouver, eh? I just think that if they if their goalies lock in, it's 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 fucking over. I, I just have a lot of God, this fucking cat. <laughs> even with even with the loss of Tanev, Markstrom, Toffoli, who went to Montreal, um, there's a they lost a bunch of guys. Yeah, but Toffoli was was a late add-in. I I still think offensively they have they have the capabilities and what they really lost was a lot of defensive, you know, defensemen. So I think if you have just great goaltending and your offense with PD and them just continues to be as good as we saw in the playoffs, I think they'll be all right. 
I think Toronto has added new people, which is, you know, that's fine. But I've, a couple of these guys, they don't really know where the fucking put. I think there's going to be a lot of line jumbling around in Toronto. Toronto is going to finish pretty high, but I have Vancouver as like just in my heart. I want to see them. Just want to see them take it. But I can't. I can say Toronto would be second. I think if Edmonton had worked on their goalies, I maybe it may be like a top six defenseman. It would be Edmonton. I like vehemently disagree. <laughs> I think Vancouver's going to be lucky to make the playoffs. Wow, Turkey. Turkey, shut the fuck up, bud. Dude, if, you can hear him, here. if you can hear him, it's, it's pathetic. He's like looking at a fucking possum outside. It's being a shithead. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, but, oh my. Turkey! Uh, <laughs> I just don't. With the way the players they lost, like I've always said, Jim Benning is a fucking phenomenal scout, and I think he should be the head of scouting for like an NHL team like Vancouver. The guys he's drafted are fucking awesome. I, I'm not a big fan of the Uleevee pickup, and it's looking like I'm kind of right about that one, but for the most part, he fucking hits. Pod Colson, Nils Hoglander, Elias Patterson, Bo Horvat. Um, fuck. What's it? Brock Besser. They they've got so many guys that they have developed through the draft. It is fucking insane. Quinn Hughes. I don't know how the fuck I forgot about Quinn Hughes. Even Demko. I well, think I'm was not a doc- too worried about their their defense. I still think that there's there's still key members in that team. But I just don't see them. They lost a lot, and they lost a lot of veteran leadership. I just don't see them being as good as they were last year. And I think they kind of get a little remembered a little fondly because of that playoff run they went on and because of the play of Quinn Hughes. But I just don't see, like, if Demko is not lights out the way Markstrom was, they're, they're not sniffing at it to begin with, even with the old roster. When you add the fact that they lost depth goal scoring in Tyler Toffoli, 20 goals, easy, right? They lost Chris Tanev, and I'm forgetting guys. Like, I'm really forgetting a few guys. They lost some key pieces. So I have them hovering around four or three. Okay. That's still good. They're saying that four or four teams from each division is going to move on. Mm-hmm. Still got them moving. So, that I mean, it's not bad. I mean, you're not far from where I haven't predicted first yeah. overall. <laughs> I mean, number two, I got the Montreal Canadiens because, and I'm not trying to be a homer here. I think the Habs have the best goaltending situation in the Canadian division. I think Winnipeg has the best goalie. I think Connor Hellbuck. After what the last two seasons, Carey Price Buck might is, is one of my favorite goaltenders in oh, the he, National League. He's fucking phenomenal, and Carey Price might reclaim his crown. And I think at his best, Carey Price is still the best goalie in the NHL. But Connor Hellbuck is the guy right now. He's the man. He just won the Vesna, and I know, like 
I didn't crown Vasilevsky when he won the Vesna because he had Ryan McDonough and like yeah, we had the defensive core. So whereas Winnipeg guys. didn't have anything last year, and this guy yeah. was still just saving a, them. You know? Just a god, in like just so. But anyway, Montreal has the best goaltending situation. Carey Price, Jake Allen, that is the best tandem in the NHL outside of possibly Tuka Rask and Yaroslav Halak because when those guys are on, they are fucking on. Look at defense. I think Montreal might have the best defense in the Canadian division. And I don't mean headlined by superstars, but you just look at their defense. Shea Weber, Jeff Petrie, Ben Sherratt, the Trident. Now you've got Alexander Romanov. You have Victor Mete. We've added Joel Edmondson. You're going to have guys like Alexander Romanov stepping up. And it really does look like he is going to make a top four impact in his rookie season. As crazy as that sounds. And then you have death options like Brett Kulak. Noah Juleson's going to be making a push this year. So I think on D, they are fucking set and they are deep we can sustain injuries toronto well i i actually like toronto's defense this year i think tj brody and morgan riley are gonna do fucking bits on that back end but if one of brody muzzin or riley goes down are you still looking at that d and saying wow they're fucking deep they're loaded i don't think you are go to calgary got rid of uh, muzzin what's that I thought Toronto got rid of Muzzin. No, they still have Jake Muzzin. Okay. Yeah. Look at Calgary. They just added Chris Tanev. They've got Mark Giordano, although he is older. I still think he's awesome. Yeah, but he's – I mean, he's one year off of winning um, – The Norris. The Norris. I I think – I think he's still got what it takes, but I really think that was a miracle season for that team that just came together, you know. Oh, I just sure. don't know if it's something that can be reached again. Mm-hmm. Calgary's also got Noah Hannafin, a former fifth overall pick in 2015. Like that was a draft. That was the McDavid year. Noah Hannafin is a phenomenal defenseman. Um, they've got a fuck. I know I'm, I'm forgetting some. They I mentioned they got Chris Tanev, I believe. They've they've got a real. I think they've got a really deep defensive squad. Shillington, I love. I love Oliver Shillington. And they've got, of course, Jacob Markstrom in that. So I think they're pretty set. We've already talked about Winnipeg's defensive, you know, deficiencies. I don't think they really added anything to help themselves there. Edmonton, as we know, is a horrible defensive team. Their D sucks, and it has sucked for years. So who does that leave? That leaves the Senators, and it leaves the Canucks. I think we can safely say that Thomas Shabbat isn't at – a level and of Norris level yet. Um, I don't think their decor is as good. I think their decor is going to be phenomenal in a few years, but I don't think they're there yet. And so that leaves Vancouver. Would you look at Vancouver and say they've got a better defensive core than Montreal? I don't think anyone would. So I think it's pretty easy to say Montreal is the easy. I know there's a long winded explanation. <laughs> it was a very long winded explanation, but that, and you look at their top, they're top nine now. I think they've yet again got one of the deepest top nines in the NHL. Or not in the NHL, in the Canadian division, maybe even the NHL. 
Now, star power, we're lacking. I'll admit that. Montreal is lacking. But Nick Suzuki is going to take some big steps. We're hoping that partnership with Drew N will, you know, pay dividends. If Thomas Tatar can continue at the pace he was at last year, he was on pace for 73 points. That's not a superstar, but you're a star player. You're an all-star. Brendan Gallagher, you know, if he can pot 30 goals and then Philip Deneau can continue to shut down lines, shut down guys like Austin Matthews. You're never going to shut down Austin Matthews, but contain him. Slow down McDavid. Slow down Pedersen. You know, just hang off of him and let Suzuki and KK do the work offensively. I think it's an easy number two selection to put Montreal at two. And that's why I have Vancouver lower. Okay. And sorry, I, that was very long-winded, but... No, it was only long-winded because of the flack that you get, you know, because you're, <laughs> you're very outspoken about the boys. And that just leads to people taking a week off of Twitter to, like, delve into what what form of way they can make you look stupid. you you didn't you did you didn't do half bad so you're just you're just given the facts you know as to why you believe this can happen and no one can really take that from you no one can take that from you but yeah so that's my number two (laughs) who do you got (laughs) Who, who do i have number two yeah I have Toronto number two. I just think that they, uh, they're just built for regular season play. Yeah, um, I agree. I don't know what happens towards the ass end where they start to crumble. I just think that regardless of, of what goes on in their off seasons, if they, if they move a fucking coach, you know, if shit's just going well, they have people that want to play there. And as much flack as we can give Austin Matthews, he still is going to come out and give it a good fucking, you know, I think he's going to play rather well, you know. I think that he's more, you can you can really rely on him a little bit more than you could, like Winnipeg's fucking uh, <laughs> line A, you know. So I think, I think that that's going to add to them. People are, to me, Toronto's becoming like in the NBA when you started seeing the big three era where they were just like buying all the assets, all the big names that's Toronto. And I think that, you know, regardless of how aggravating it is to like Toronto in any fashion, I think that they're just pulling in big name players that, that regardless if they fit or not can play their role, you know, against their respective person. So I think that that is going to help them a lot. That's why I still have them high slotted. This does not go into my playoff predictions. (laughs) (laughs) All right, yeah. And then obviously I have Vancouver number three. I'm assuming you have Montreal at three. I have Montreal in between three and four, and I have Calgary mixing with them. I I have Calgary at number four because and of all the all the fucking yeah, additions that all they the additions. had this offseason. Um, and I truthfully think now, I mean, I like Edmonton and Calgary because I just love their rivalry. But I truthfully think that Calgary – as far as bringing in depth and filling out roles, Calgary has yeah. the ability to take over the Alberta, you know, the fight for Alberta. I think Edmonton just – it's so hard not to be an Edmonton fan and just be like, well, we have McDavid and Dreisaitl. 
Yeah, but outside, but outside of that, that's the what do they have? That's the problem. Whereas Calgary, it's like they've been adading little people for the past couple of years, you know. So I think this year they really, yeah, yeah, like like Johnny Hockey's still there, Monahan's still there, you know, even though he's, I would, I'd say like he's not as big of a role. I, I still think if you're a Calgary fan, you probably would go to fucking, you go to bat for. Sean Monahan when he plays well, you know, I think he, he's really turned his game aggressively, but I just think Calgary is now Alberta's team uh, in the battle of Alberta, just because Edmonton has locked in two amazing forwards and nothing else. Just, just, just nothing else. You just have people that can play their role, but cannot outplay the team that they're going to play against. I think what doesn't get highlighted about the two-headed monster in Edmonton either, because offensively, they're geniuses. Both of oh, them, absolutely. they're offensive geniuses on the ice. They were 1-3 one, one, in scoring this year. They're going to be 1-3 in scoring for the next fucking decade. It just seems like they're never going to slow down. Like, we're, if they're playing together, they're going to be. If they're not playing together, they're go, They're both probably going to be in the top five. If their team, if Edmonton made moves like Calgary did, they could easily have number one seed in any division. Like, if if it wasn't just the Canadian division, oh, they like could if it be went back to the Pacific. They could easily win that. Yeah, but what I don't think gets highlighted because of their offensive prowess is just how awful they are defensively. And I'm including McDavid in that. McDavid's horrible defensively. Like, if you look at his advanced, I know, like, we always say advanced analytics, oh, you got to get the eye test. Well, McDavid, when you're watching, McDavid's hard to do the eye test on because he's McDavid and you're just watching how fast he is and how phenomenal he is and the breakout and all this other stuff. He's just exceptional, the best in the game. But he's really bad defensively. <laughs> Like analytically, he was the 350th best defensive forward in the NHL. That's near the very bottom. Like he was awful. I think McDavid's actually better defensively than Drysaddle is. I think, you know, just playing for Edmonton kind of fucks you, and he gets put in that role too. I just they're not penalty kill guys. Like you can throw Crosby and Malkin on the penalty kill, less Malkin, but you know, Crosby could go out there and kill a penalty, and you wouldn't be scared. Nathan McKinnon too. Austin Matthews, who I don't think is great defensively. I think he's good. McDavid and especially Dry, so you just can't. And obviously they're utilized differently because, you know, they're offensive juggernauts. But they're not good defensively, so they can't carry that team. So I think you're actually going to see Edmonton take a step back this year. I think they could get lucky and get to fourth, but I see them finish. I see them – if any team's going to finish worse than Ottawa – I think it potentially could be Edmonton. I just think I I have no faith in that roster. It's a tough break. Uh, I just don't understand why a team like that cannot take advantage of, of what they have in front of them. And well, they're just they're not yeah they're not they're not built well. I mean yeah you can outscore everybody, but I mean if 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 the other team gets a whiff of how bad. Mike Smith's playing. It's over. Oh, they're going, and that's the thing. They're gonna outscore. Almost, they're gonna. They might lead the Canadian division in goals per game. I think Toronto's probably gonna take it, but they could. They have Connor McDavid, 
Dreisaitl, Puyarvi's going to come back. They signed Tyson Berry. Forget about Toronto. Forget what he did there. Look at Barry on the abs. You know he's a great offensive defenseman. Mm-hmm. And they added Kyle Turris, a guy who's notoriously offensively minded. Like Ryan Nugent Hopkins, these guys can score. But I think that leads into my point. When you look at these guys, like even James Neal, I'm, I'm just keep remembering guys, right? They're all, you remember all of them because they're great offensive talents. I'll pick out Kyle Turris especially. He is notoriously bad at defense, like just horrible. They add they, they didn't need to add offense, and that seems to be all they added in the offseason. And they didn't solve their biggest fucking issue, which was goaltending. So I think they're going to get absolutely clobbered. I think these Canadian teams, most of which are built strong on the back end and have scoring threats with great goaltending. Like you look at the Canadian teams, most of them have good goaltending. Outside of like the Sens and Edmonton, I I like all the other goaltenders in the Canadian division. So I I just I don't know. They if I'm an Edmonton Oilers fan and that roster scares the shit out of me. I just I feel horrible. Go ahead. I'm on up? rants today. No, nah, dude, that's. I fine. just apologize. I, I'm I'm going on fucking rants today. <laughs> it's nothing wrong with that. Um, and yeah, and I'm all over the fucking place because of medicine. So, I mean, it kind of just – it's like a nice, um, strong decaf, you know? <laughs> like someone ordered a decaf and someone accidentally put espresso in it, and that's okay, you know? Um, so, I guess outside of the playoff push, I guess, you know, teams that where they're going to finish, I'd have to say my, my fifth, I want it to be Winnipeg, but I feel like Edmonton, just because of the offensive prowess, could take that. And I and I feel really bad for Winnipeg because they do, in my opinion, unless Carey Price does utilize the you know the time off that he's going to get with Jake Allen, uh, and really like shows us playoff, you know this this previous playoff, this bubble round, Carey Price back. Uh, I still think that Connor Hellbuck is the best goalie in the league and definitely in this division right now but i just think that i feel bad for winnipeg only because like if they were in the central division they'd be looking a hell of a lot better i just think this is a tough it's it's tough to get slotted in this canadian division for them oh yeah and that's any team other than the Sens, i think can make the playoffs like it's all up in the air I think the Leafs are pretty slotted to be go number one. I think Montreal is a slot to make the playoffs as well. I think you can probably wager a bet on Vancouver as well. As much as like, but yeah, sorry. No, no, no. You done nothing wrong. Uh, as much as I want Montreal to to be my number two or my number one, you know, it's just like I think that Montreal and then Calgary right behind them have done the most in this division to really build this team correctly and, and fill the holes that they've noticed in the previous seasons. And I think that if it's utilized and we go guns blazing right out the fucking gate and we just have this connection, I think that this team deserves to be in second, you know, third easy. Um, I just want to see, you know, this is, this is a group of guys that sometimes can be notorious for finding, 
a good rhythm, 13 wins in the beginning of a season and then followed by eight win of uh, eight losses, you know, like if this team can really mold together and find that connection early, that's beautiful. But it for me, it's about just being consistent with it. And I just think that Calgary has got that advantage a little bit. I think that there's – I don't really see too many inconsistencies. Now, granted, they, they they showed it last year. You know, they went on like a bit of a skid in the previous year as well. That's why I have those two as my buffer for three and four, just because they have the most unified team coming out of the uh, free agency. I just want to see where they fall. You know, I just want to see how these teams develop with – these new guys added in, you know, and I want me, I want Montreal to be higher, but I don't want it to be, you know, home team bias. I wanted, I wanted to really give them a fucking slot. You know, that's why, like, I can see them falling to fourth and, and just making it. And I think that's, that has a lot to do with them just trying to learn how to play a new style with new guys. So that's. I kind of see I kind of see where you're coming from, and I'll try to cut this short because I do actually have a soccer, have soccer? game to get to. Fucking soccer. Oh <laughs> but um, I don't think Montreal is going to be learning a new style of play. I think they've kind well, of. Well, I just meant for like the play. new guys coming in. Yeah, but I think they kind of fit. I think the only guy I'd be a little worried about is Josh Anderson, just because of the injury, <clears throat> and I, I just don't think you're taking account into the fact that I don't think Montreal, if put in this division last year, doesn't make the playoffs. I think they make the playoffs. With the team they had last year, we'll start the start of the season. I think they make the playoffs. And I think they got the best, they got the most improved out of every team in this division. I think Vancouver of almost any team in the National Hockey League got the worst. I really do. I think they lost some key pieces. And I just... You know, Jacob Markstrom on a new team, you know, sometimes we've seen with Sergei Bobrovsky, goalies signings, big goalie signings don't always work out. It could have been – Markstrom hasn't been an elite goalie for – I think he's only been an elite goalie for one year in Van. So I just – I don't have – I don't think Calgary and Montreal are in the same atmosphere. I really don't. I'm not saying it couldn't happen. I'm not saying they – because I think this is going to be, like I said, all up in the air. It's going to be a little fluky this year. I think I'll give Vancouver the benefit of the, the doubt because of like what they've done and what they've accomplished. But Calgary's accomplished nothing, so I just I can't give it to them. I just don't think they're that close to the Habs in reality. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, you have them second, and I have them still making the playoffs. But Yeah, we're – yeah. What I uh, what I know we got to make this short because you know Lionel Messi's got to get out there and break a forty year old's insert lower body bone. Uh, <laughs> I think it's really important, and it, nah, it's not important. It's important to me, right? I think it's really awesome that to take note of all the Central Division uh, teams that are that are not playing against their their normal groups and watch how they play these first couple of games because they're like the central division is one of the the heaviest hitting divisions and i think it's just going to be something funny to watch when they like they play they come right out the bat and it's supposed to be a divisional game 
and they come out hitting very hard, very like a very aggressive game, and the other team's like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> I just think that, uh, like, I'm looking at it now. Like, I just think that uh, my central division group is gonna <laughs> is gonna be throwing some fucking some hits, and these teams are gonna be like, what the fuck's going on? That's why I'm like, I'm looking at Winnipeg right now, and I'm like, I have Winnipeg slotted so far down, <clears throat> but they're gonna be one of the most intimidating teams to play in this Canadian division. I think less so too, though. With like, they lost all their blue line. Okay. Like I don't know. I, I I do see what you're saying. I think they're kind of scary ass fucking cross the blue line get crunched. I don't. I think those days are kind of over in Winnipeg. But I definitely see what you're saying. Maybe when maybe Winnipeg is the odd man out in this. But like if you look at like like Dallas or uh, you know the Avs oh yeah no or, I totally or the Preds I totally like, wherever they saying. get slotted like it's gonna be kind of funny. And I get what you're saying about that blue line is where we normally like they would normally take advantage of players. I think that Winnipeg's still going to bring that. I think that just because they're moved into a new division, I don't think they're going to take their tactics and move them too much. But I know that it's going to be new. You know, they're going to have a brand new blue line, basically. Um, but I just think that that mentality is still going to be there. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, uh, I got to fucking head out soon. And uh, we've put in the fucking work today. That's about an hour and 20 rough estimation. So, you know, a triumphant return for the Bayou Benders to say the least. Thanks. I, um, I have to go to a chiropractor tomorrow <laughs> and, uh, I'm a bit, I'm a bit nervous. I'm not going to lie. Everything's so kind of sore. And the fact that they're going to be playing with my neck kind of scares me because that shit hurts. And, um, we'll just take it, take it as it is, see how it goes. But, uh, yeah, I guess let's let's wrap it up. I gotta I gotta edit, <laughs> and I want to edit and then go back to having a couple of beers and I don't know, seeing where the night takes me. Can't watch the Mandalorian more than I've already have. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, why don't you close us out, my friend? All right. Well, the triumphant return of the Bayou Benders is complete, and you know, thank you guys for listening. Um, Sorry about last week. We're going to do um, a Christmas special. We're actually, um, most network, most shows around the network aren't doing an episode for like uh, the Thursday, but uh, we've decided we will we'll have some content out for you guys just to make up for that missed. Obviously we couldn't control it, but still we want to provide for you guys. So we're going to do that. And as always, you can find Corey at the Bayou Benders on Twitter and on Instagram. And you can follow me at Habs Nightly on Twitter and or Instagram. Uh, we tweet about episodes when they're coming out and updates for the network. And you can find us, of course, at HockeyPodNet. Thank you so, so much for listening. This has been Habs Nightly. Thank you guys for stopping by. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.